Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Jed Lovejoy, and as I've said before, I am the worship and children's minister at the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, Kentucky. And this is my little exploration of what it's like to be a worship minister, a worship leader, and whatever else happens to come up along the way. And as I think about, because worship leading, sorry, that was a lot right there in the beginning that wasn't a full sentence, uh, but it was my attempt at trying to clarify a few thoughts. So let's try this again. We're going to talk in this podcast about worship ministry and about planning out a worship ministry set list, so to say, for the week. But I was going to try to finish that out with, and along the way, as we keep going through this podcast, we may talk about some things that aren't directly related to worship ministry, but as I try to point out to people and I try to live out myself that worship ministry is not detached from the rest of my Christian life, there are things related to music and other things that I sometimes have to put more in perspective of the focus I bring to my worship ministry. So if I'm listening to the top 40 hits on the radio, I shouldn't divorce those from the thought processes I hold for my worship music. Um, And so maybe we'll talk sometime about how those two worlds, so to say, collide, interact, fight against each other, whatever the case may be. But That's for another time. For today, let's get back to what I had originally wanted us to start with. I want to look at a short, brief way of me building a worship set list. And sometime we'll talk about a variety of ideas of how other people have done that. Uh, I've been very blessed since I took this job to go to worship leader conferences from a variety of backgrounds. Again, I want to make sure everyone knows that my specific background, my specific context is in an acapella church where all of our worship settings are going to be without instruments. We all sing together with our voices. Uh, But I've been to some conferences that weren't just acapella churches. So I've been able to pick up really some great tips and tricks Uh, for planning worship, and I want to share some of those with you, Uh, because churches of Christ and a lot of acapella churches, it is not a long history. We do not have a long history of having worship leaders, worship ministers as kind of paid members or full-time members of the staff. A lot of times it was whatever guy was willing to lead singing, whatever person had some ability to get up and lead a song. Maybe they were just the bravest guy in the bunch. Uh, You would rotate that responsibility, but it wasn't always the one guy who that was his sole job or what he thought about on a weekend week out basis. And we'll dive in more of that later, but here we go. So this is my, for instance, this specific worship was planned for December 15th of 2019. And so just, I've got my order of worship in front of me. And I'm going to run you through some of the thought process that went behind it. And it'll give you a little glimpse into the way I think maybe. Uh, It'll also give you a glimpse into what our general worship setting looks like by the end. So the preacher comes in on, oh, I think he actually came in on Monday. Some weeks it's earlier than others. Some weeks it's later than others. Uh, 
But this Monday, he came into my office and he said, Jed, I need you to find heart songs for this week. Now, this is where I'm going to pause for just a moment and admit that my first thought was not all the great church music. I didn't think about the beautiful songs that I had grown up with or that I loved singing that had to do with the heart. Um, Some of those we'll hear in just a second. But let me just play you this audio clip for where my brain went. You have to open your heart. Open your heart. Look inside your heart. Your heart. Your heart. 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 Yeah. Heart. 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 Definitely not church music. Open your heart. This little clip is from a guy named Wheezy Waiter. He's on YouTube. He's one of those random things that I ran across ages ago, and somehow. It stuck in my head. I hadn't seen that video in years. And yet it was the first thing that came to my head when he said heart songs. And from that point, I proceeded to think about lots of other pop culture heart songs, as you might be thinking about right now. Uh, But anyway, after I cleared all of those things out of my head, I thought, okay, this is a pretty easy topic. Sometimes when the preacher comes to you with a topic, You're going, oh, no, this is going to be a stretch to figure out songs to fit this thing. Uh, We're just going to do some general worship songs this week. This subject was not one of those. In fact, as I started listing the songs, I knew very quickly that I was going to have more songs than what I could fit in a worship service. Typically, we have about 11 songs per worship service throughout. We have, you know, songs at the beginning. We have an invitation song at the end. We take the Lord's Supper every week, so we have a song to lead us into the Lord's Supper, and then we have a song before our giving, just as kind of an in-between piece there. We have a kid's song that we sing, uh, specifically for the kids most of the time, although I encourage everyone to be part of it. We'll talk more about that another time. So I make my list, and I start thinking, okay, which direction is he going to go with this? Heart songs for who? Like Jesus' heart, our heart changing our heart, all these different things, you could go in that direction. So I got some clarification from him about the direction he wanted to go and started whittling that that list down. So anything that was more focused on the heart of Jesus, you know, but less about our response to it, got pushed aside, although I think I left some of that sentiment in, in our worship service that week. Um, he was going to be focused more on the heart you have for God, you know, what is a heart for God look like? How can our heart strive after God more? And so I like to open with upbeat songs, if at all possible. I like to open with more praise songs, more adoration songs, you know, so you're really trying to get everyone's mindset on, well, you're trying to get their mindset off of the stuff that we bring in, not that you want them to diminish it or not, you know, think that it's valid feelings that they're bringing into the worship service, because let's face it, God can handle everything and we would rather him handle it than us. But I want them to get in this moment where they know that this is the time where, yes, they may be going through struggles, but there's something greater to be focused on right now. And that is who God is and the role he plays in our life. And so with that, 
then you can bring all your stuff to him as we go through this service. Uh, So I started with these songs. And I always try to have a mix of older and newer. Older and newer will be different for different people. And again, I think I'll have to do a whole podcast episode sometime to talk about this, how I break down the dichotomy, the ages of songs. Uh, But for now, older songs are generally like 1970s and older. I know that's still fairly young in the ages of church music, but there we go. Uh, Newer is anything that's from my standpoint, things that I would have sung at camp in the 90s and newer. So I try to do a mix. I think this particular service leans a little bit more on the older end, but anyway, here we go. As we, as we go through it, I started with let every heart rejoice and sing, let every heart rejoice and sing, let choral anthems rise. Another thing I need to admit to you right now, I am a melody person, not a lyric person. So there's lots of times I remember the melodies of things and just kind of make up the words unless they're right in front of me. So if it ever I'm quoting the lyrics to something and you're like, That was definitely a mix of verse 1 and verse 2. I apologize. Uh, I will try to have lyrics in front of me from time to time, but I I don't have everything with me all the time. So there we go. Anyway, so I started with Let Every Heart Rejoice and Sing. And then I went into True-Hearted, Whole-Hearted, Faithful and Loyal. Uh, Another nice old anthem type song, something that's really rousing. And then before we're going to welcome people in, because the Broadway Church of Christ is notorious uh, for not starting and not being ready right when worship service begins. I don't know if your congregation has this problem, but if we say we're starting worship at 930, there's people that might be there by 950 uh, habitually. (laughs) (laughs) So I try to have some upbeat songs that really, in addition to all the deep theological reasons why I want some of those songs, there are also things that kind of mask the hubbub of people still coming into worship and doors opening and closing and you get your kids settled and all that sort of thing. It's not going to be the most effective to do a quiet, reflective song right at the beginning of, of worship because of all those reasons. Um, Who knows? Maybe it would affect their thought process. I think we've tried it a time or two, and I haven't seen that happen. But anyway, so we sing these nice anthem songs, and right before kind of our welcome when we do our announcements and things like that, uh, I've got He Lives. So I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. Uh, And the chorus is, He lives, He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. So it's not as focused on heart directly, you know, it doesn't like have the word heart in the title, like a lot of these do, but it still gets at the heart. uh, Sorry. It still gets at that concept of what does it look like to serve with all your heart? What is a heart that God desires? Uh, And the chorus actually does end with the words, he lives within my heart, but the rest of the song is more just If we have a heart for God, we're focused on the fact that Jesus is around us and living and all those sort of great things. So that was my opening section for that worship service. We welcome people in. We do our announcements. And then I usually like to use this next part of our service. We usually have three, four, sometimes five songs where 
I try to make it thematic in this section, if at all possible. So on the weeks when it's really hard for me to pick theme songs or songs that will match up with the scripture reading that's going to be a little bit later, this is where I'll put all of them. Um, if if I just want us to focus on prayer, this will be a little bit more of a low-key sort of thing. It'll be more smooth songs, more introspective songs, because it's leading us into our time of prayer, and then after that is our Lord's Supper time. So it's a lot of reflection. Now, sometimes the theme is something a little more exciting. Uh, I sometimes put our newer songs in this section, because by this time, a lot of people are here, so it can help carry newer songs. Anyway, there's a lot of stuff going on on there. But like I said, for the theme of a heart I had a lot of great songs to put in this point, and especially these change my heart type songs. So I started with Create in Me. Create in me a clean heart, O God, which is straight out of Scripture. Uh, And this is a more slow call and response version. A little bit later, I'm going to have another version of that same Scripture. But I started off there, and then I went to Give Me the Heart of a Servant, Open the eyes of my heart, and then like I said, camp songs. This one was a big one that I, we sang a lot growing up. But it was "Listen to Our Hearts." Uh, Listen to our hearts, hear our spirits sing a song of praise that flows from those you have redeemed. We will use the words we know to tell you what an awesome God you are. But words are not enough to tell you of our love. So listen to our heart. Uh, it, it's the sort of thing that. I sang it a lot growing up, and it became almost cheesy and overdone, and so I didn't like to sing it for a long time, but it's been several years, and so now I find that I really connect with this song when we do sing it. I don't sing it very often, uh, but for this time, it felt like a perfect song to have right before our prayer, you know, because God does listen to our hearts. His Spirit intercedes for us. And so we can say things to the best of our ability, but we can't say everything. And so we trust on him to look inside of us and know those things about us that maybe we don't even know. And so that's the song I used to get us into that point before prayer. And then after our prayer, we usually just have one song. Sometimes it's a little different, but we have one song to, as we phrase it, prepare our minds for the Lord's Supper, Supper, prepare our hearts and minds. And so I have purer in heart, O God. Again, this is an older hymn. Pure in heart, O God, help me to be. That I devote my life one day. Again, this is one of those instances where I'm going, oh, which verses did I use and which verse is all the one thing? Anyway, you probably know this song or at least have an idea of this one. It's a pretty easy one to look in some of the older hymnals. But I sang several verses of this one. Whereas in the rest of the service so far... It's been rapid fire, one verse of this, one verse and two choruses of that, two verses of this, sing that song twice through. I really wanted to lay back and sing several verses of this pure in heart, O God. And so I let the song speak for itself. It also means that we're allowing more time for everyone to focus as we head towards the Lord's Supper. And so we have our Lord's Supper. We pass out the bread. We pass out the cup. We have the prayers. Sometimes someone has a little thought that they want to share during that time. And then before the giving, I come back again to that create in me scripture. But this time I sing a little bit more of the, uh, it's not necessarily upbeat, 
but it's not as sparse musically as the other one was. Whereas the first time we sang Create In Me, we do it melody, men only, and then when the ladies join in, it's almost like just a duet happening. Whereas this next one, Create In Me A Clean Heart, uh, Cast me not away from your presence, O Lord, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. There's these moving notes, and you have all four parts have their own harmonies going on in there. So it's a much thicker song. So it's it's another opportunity, in my mind at least, to take this core theme that the preacher is going to be talking about And to have two songs that use the same words, the same theme, the same scripture presented a little differently through their music, hopefully it allows people to reflect on that same thought, to carry it through, but also depending on what they brought into worship that day, you know, they may have lost a loved one the week before, they may have just gotten a new job, but they want to make sure that they're still focused on the right things and not letting that distract them. Um... It, it gives everyone a different connection point, basically, through the music. Um, so that was my thought process, using Create In Me two different times during that same worship service. And then I had The More We Read the Bible for our kids' song. Uh, I had a couple of other options, but, and here's a little side note, sometimes you find that you picked the perfect song just a week ago. And sometimes I feel comfortable putting the song back-to-back You know, sometimes I find that I've done it three times in the past month or in the past two months, and I'm perfectly fine with that. And then sometimes you go, I probably shouldn't overdo that one. Let's get something else. Uh, And this was one of those times. The perfect song that I had in mind, I just couldn't bring myself to use it again. And so I left it off, and I put The More We Read the Bible. It's still a great song. It's a good song to send your kids off to the children's worship. It's a good song that all the adults will sing. Sometimes you do the more cheesy kid songs that I still love. Don't get me wrong. But you get some of those blank stares from the adults like, are we really going to do that one right now? Uh, This is not one of those. Everyone sings along. Uh, But once the kids are gone and the adults are starting to trickle back in, sometimes I have some comments I want to make at that point. But this time I used two songs before our scripture reading and lesson. Again, to really try to focus people in. And both of those songs were, Turn my heart, O God, like rivers of water. Uh, A little bit later it says, Till my whole life flows in the river of your spirit, and my name brings honor to the Lamb. And so that's, it's that, Lord, help me not to not be so self-focused. Help me to focus on you. It's not that, What I do brings honor, but it's your name, it's your things to where I honor you, to where the world's not looking to honor me. And then I did open my heart to what you know, so I may stretch and I may grow. Uh, And I had that sung a couple of different times. So again, heading into this scripture that they were about to read from 1 Samuel, uh, where God says, you know, I desire the heart. I look to the heart. I'm not looking at, you know, how tall someone is or how strong someone is, but I'm looking at David and he's the man. He has the heart that I want. And then we were going to be studying the Psalms where David then explores 
sometimes when his heart isn't so right with God after the bad choices he's made and he's calling on God to renew his heart. Or we're reading the Psalms where David is going, Lord, I have a heart of praise for you. And God's like, yes, that's the guy I picked. Uh, So we're heading to that time. And I wanted us to really have that moment of we're going to sing some songs of reflection to think about where is our heart in that moment. And then we have an invitation song pretty much every week. There's only been a couple of exceptions to that in the three and a half years I've been here at Paducah, uh, at the Broadway Church Christ. So the invitation song sometimes is a, you know, rah, rah. We're so excited about the great joys and blessings that God has for us. And don't you want to be part of that? Uh, And then sometimes the lesson is more fitting of, oh man, we have messed this up so many times. And so as an invitation song, it's, Here's your opportunity as we all think about the issues that we've encountered. You know, if you need to come up and have us pray for you or your family's going through some rough times and you want to know and some public prayer uh, from the elders, from the congregation, you know, or you want to respond to the gospel message in that moment, you know, and you go, yeah, I haven't done this before, but I see why I need to do this, why I want to do this, why I want uh, to be part of of all of this, you know, of Christ's church, of God's blessings is planned. That's usually what our invitation song time is for. And so since this was going to be a more um, introspective, looking at the changes that are necessary type lesson, I closed with break my heart, dear Lord, tear the barriers down. Uh, My heart is hard. My soul's so weak. The ways of evil cut so deep. I need you, Lord, to come inside and gently break my heart. It's a beautiful song. I love it. It's one of those that I can remember singing, you know, at specific times, sometimes at camp, sometimes in church. uh, And you would just close your eyes and you really were just telling God, I really mean this right now. You know, it's not just the next song we're singing on the list, uh, you know, but it was like, these words mean something to me in this moment. And so I thought that's just to me that week, it was the right song to put at the end of the lesson. Um, and then that's the end of our service. We close with some comments from our shepherds, uh, from, from our eldership, they'll get up and say some different things. I think in this week we ended up closing with a missions update from one of the things that we, that we support here at Broadway. And then we have a closing prayer, but that was just one week. And I know I meant that to be a fairly quick overview, but, uh, if you can't tell, I kind of like music and like thinking about it. And so my quick overview quickly turned (laughs) into a little bit more of an extended cut. It still wasn't as deep as I go sometimes when I'm talking through this with uh, the various ministers or staff members around our office, but hopefully it gives you an idea of where my thought process goes. And on the times when I do go a little bit deeper and kind of have the whole music set in front of me, uh, we can explore some of those themes further. But for now, that was my quote-unquote quick overview of planning a worship service. Um, But anyway, it was an easy theme to pick for. And so I thought it would be a pretty easy one to illustrate for you guys. So 
I, I hope you enjoyed going through that. Maybe as you heard some of those titles, you have your own thoughts about those songs. Like I said, this one tended towards, leaned towards some of the older songs in our song list. Um, maybe I'll go through one that has some of our newer stuff next time and I can talk about why I picked some of those songs. Um, maybe I'll talk next time about where I get some of those songs before we do that. That would be fun. Uh, where do I get all these new songs? How do I introduce new songs? That'd be pretty practical. Yeah. Let's do that next time. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for going through this. Uh, you know, in this podcast setting, like I said, Worship leaders in acapella churches are not the most common thing to find, especially to be full-time paid ministers. And so I've got a lot of resources that I've been compiling and working through. And some of the these resources are people who I still reach out to on a regular basis, and I'm very thankful for those people. Uh, but I thought that this would be interesting and hopefully useful to share this with everybody I hope you all have a great rest of your day, whatever time of day this may be that you're listening, and think about some of those songs a little bit. Uh, If you've got favorite songs to listen to, new or old, I'd love to know what those are. I'm always, uh, like, I love hymn stories, like reading the books that tell you the story about why a song was written. Those are great, but I love hearing why songs are important to people, like, despite the, the story behind the song. Like you remember that song because it was a camp song and you were sitting there holding your sweetheart's hand or it was the summer you decided to become a Christian or this was the song that grandma always hummed while she was making pie in the kitchen or something. You know, I've heard lots of those stories and they stick with me. So in a way they help me inform me as I pick songs and as I understand how people respond to them. And I think that's a big part of being a worship leader and thinking about how you can lead this group of people. You know, Broadway will have 250 people sometimes, you know, or more um, that are there, 350 people. I don't even know how many people are in our auditorium on a week-to-week basis. I think about the songs, not the numbers. Anyway, uh, when you're trying to get songs to reach that many people at one time, And like I said before, when you're choosing from 450-something songs that we've sung over the past three and a half years, it can be a challenge. So the more you get to know how people respond to those songs, the better off you are. But that's a discussion for another time. So thanks again for listening. We'll see you all again next time.